This message comes from NPR sponsor Carvana. Shop for your next car the convenient way, 100% online with Carvana. Getting pre-qualified takes less than two minutes. Then see your real terms as you shop. Visit Carvana to finance your dream car the convenient way. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm John Stempen. Former President Donald Trump wins in New Hampshire. The Associated Press has called the primary contest. The state was considered the last best hope for Trump's main opponent, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, that to slow Trump's drive to secure the Republican nomination. NPR's Sarah McCammon. It's two for two for former President Trump, who won a resounding victory in the Iowa caucuses last week. Trump's win in New Hampshire is a disappointment for former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who'd hoped to pull off an upset in the Granite State. Trump has been leading in the polls, and the race is down to just the two major candidates. But Haley had made a major push in New Hampshire, where she was seen as having a better chance of winning over both independent voters and moderate Republicans. In the final days of the state's primary campaign, she's tried to make the case that she offers an alternative to both Trump and the presumptive Democratic nominee, President Joe Biden. But she's struggled to overcome Trump's immense popularity with the Republican base. Sarah McCammon, NPR News. Trump's victory was by the numbers, again riding a wave of disaffected voters to victory. NPR's Franco Ordonez says Trump leads an increasingly transformed blue-collar party. There's a lot of anger. I mean, we are just hearing from the strategists who felt that people feel a connection to Donald Trump. When I speak uh, to voters, supporters of Donald Trump, you know, they tell me that they were never, you know, very engaged in politics. They never felt that, you know, politicians spoke to them, that understood them, uh, that cared about them. And they, they very strongly feel uh, that the former president, former President Donald Trump, does speak to them and hears them and understands their issues. NPR's Franco Ordonez. According to media exit polling, the vast majority of Trump supporters don't believe President Biden legitimately won the election in 2020. Eighty percent told posters they think the election was fixed. Among Haley supporters, the number falls to just 15 percent. President Biden won the New Hampshire Democratic Party, defeating Democratic Congressman Dean Phillips, according to a race call by the AP. NPR's Elena Moore. Biden's victory tonight comes despite not appearing on the ballot. Instead, he won because of a successful write-in effort led by state Democrats. The president deliberately chose not to campaign there because state leaders refused to follow the new primary calendar, which was supposed to make South Carolina the first Democratic primary state instead of New Hampshire. Still, calendar aside, Biden has a win under his belt. He defeated his long-shot primary opponent, Democratic Congressman Dean Phillips. Elena Moore, NPR News. The Dow Jones Industrial Average closed down 96 points on Tuesday to 37,905. The Nasdaq closed up 65 points to 15,425, and the S&P 500 closed up 14. This is NPR News. The Pentagon claims it made targeted attacks against Iranian-backed militias. The military says it hit a drone and missile storage facility. U.S. troops in the region have been subject to drone and missile strikes, including U.S. positions in Iraq. The Los Angeles Times, the largest newspaper on the West Coast, has announced plans to lay off about 20 percent of its newsroom. Yasra Farazan from the LAist News reports more than 100 employees, including members of the newspaper's union, are losing their jobs. Billionaire owner Patrick Soonshong told the Los Angeles Times the layoffs are needed because the newsroom can't continue to lose 
$30 to $40 million a year. Those affected include the business, photo and music teams, as well as staff on a vertical focused on the Latinidad experience. When Soon Chong bought the paper, there was a push to diversify the newsroom. But columnist Erica Smith says that vision is in danger. I think it's going to affect coverage in a way that we don't really know what that's going to look like. Obviously, when it comes to covering the Latino communities, API, black communities. This is the third round of layoffs for the LA Times since last June. For NPR News, I'm Yusra Farzan in Los Angeles. Authorities in suburban Chicago say the man suspected of mass shootings leaving eight people dead was related to most of the victims. But a motive remains a mystery. Police say seven victims, ranging in age from 14 to 47, were killed at two homes in Joliet, Illinois, and that two men were later targeted randomly, one of them fatally. The suspect is believed to have died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. I'm John Stempen, NPR News.